Today's education requires more than just the status quo. That's where Washington State University's College of Education comes in. The college has a dynamic statewide educational leadership program, including superintendent certification, principal certification, and the best, most well-respected educational doctorate program in the state. One of the college's ed doctorate grads is Jared Hoadley of the Meade School District north of Spokane. He's absolutely dedicated to meeting student needs. Using a balance of practical experience, theory, and research, Dr. Hoadley is a prime example of how our alumni are making a huge impact in the field. Education Eclipse starts now. Covering all aspects of teaching and learning, educational leadership and psychology, kinesiology and sport management, it's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Back here on Education Eclipse, and we're here with Executive Director of Student Services, Jared Hoadley of the Mead School District. Jared, first of all, thanks so much for, for joining us. Very briefly, how long have you been at Mead? So I've been at Mead, well, I've been in education for 27 years. Of those 27 years, I've been in the Mead School District for 26 of those years. Almost your whole career. What are your general and maybe more specific duties? What does an Executive Director of Student Services do? I think the roles... Uh, vary in different districts. So what I'll do is I'll talk about my role in the Mead School District. Um, so I have a variety of roles from the district office. I work K-12. Um, in the K-12, so I'll just go with the, the big ideas of what I do. Generally speaking, if it's not curriculum-oriented or if it's not special ed-oriented, then generally somewhere in there I have discussions with people about what goes on in education. Uh, so... The big titles would be is that um, things like health care plans, 504 plans for students, uh, which then brings me into nurses. Um, I also work with student safety, uh, K-12, which makes... Uh, which allows me the opportunity to work with uh, two SROs, resource officers that work in our district, um, as well as in the summertime, I help plan for enrollment to make sure every kid has a seat um, and work with building principals on uh, class size, what the enrollment looks like, uh, make sure everything goes off as well as it can for the beginning of the school year. I also work uh, with student discipline, uh, uh, across the district uh, with the new law changes that happen in discipline uh, from student engagement plans to, um, you know, is there an alternative to some sort of discipline a student receives working with families. I also have the role of if, um, and I talk about this as a smile across my face, is I'm also kind of the complaint department. <laughs> and so uh, if someone has some sort of concern about their student in the schools, is generally that calls routed to me. And I spend a lot of my time uh, working uh, with parents that come in, and they just want to have a discussion about what's going on with their kid. Um, I listen pretty carefully to what's going on with that. And then through that, I sort of say, well, you know, let me go investigate some of these pieces getting back to parents and trying to work with the parent and then uh, involve the student at some level so that life is better for them in school. Um, that's part of the joy of my job is uh, taking kids that are sort of what I call sometimes on the fringe of something and making it better for them when they're at school. I also uh, work with um, athletic directors, ASB um, directors in each one of the facilities uh, just because that sort of falls under student services too because it doesn't fall neatly anywhere else so it would be um, what I, I I guess I'm fortunate enough to work with all those things that enhance the school life of students uh, I like that piece too 
Uh, anyway, I get to do, I'm just going through a laundry list of stuff that's across my whiteboard in my office. Um, but that would be a good, pretty good overview of conversations I have. I also uh, report directly to the superintendent um, in our district. And so on Mondays, we have what we call superintendent's council, where every department shares out with the superintendent about what's going on. And so I'm connected at that level, too, systematically, um, so we can also improve things for students. Um, I like all the various levels of my work. These sound like 90, 100-hour weeks. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, like anybody is, we always tend to do what's pressing, and then we scramble to get other stuff done. And so um, and what, I, what I need to remember all the time is the reason when we're doing what we're doing is to make a student's life better. And so that's just the focus of the work, which um, is really actually quite exciting. At some point in this 26 years in me, 27 years as a as an educator, uh, what, when did you decide to um, to go into the Ed Leadership Program, and what was the reasoning behind that? So I have to do my background a little bit for that to make sense. So I started and I got into the uh, elementary education, and so I taught fourth, fifth, and sixth grade mainly for years, uh, probably 11 of those years, and moved around between those grade levels, between combo classes and everything. I I also was an instructional coach uh, for about a year, and I worked with that. And then another year I was an instructional coach at another district, and at which time I already had my master's, and so I had my master's in administration. And so they saw that in my portfolio, and so I was a half-time assistant principal in elementary school, and then I was a half-time instructional coach. Um, on, on paper, but a lot of times you get a half and half, and it's, it's, it's like two full-time great. jobs. It was great. I had a great time. I worked in a really good district that hired me to do that. Uh, they were fantastic to me. Um, that was actually Spokane Public Schools. Um, they were, I had a great year there where they allowed me to do that, at which time I worked with a great elementary principal who was just innovative and did a great job. And she was a great role model for that. So after that year, I decided that I would pursue the principalship in elementary schools. And so I, I actually got a principalship back in the Mead School District, and I was um, at elementary school for nine years. Um, probably after my seventh year as being an elementary principal, after trying to fine-tune that system, not that it's ever done, okay, the work's always there, uh, working with staff is that I knew that I need to push myself a little bit to get better for that building and for those kids and those families. And so I decided to get into the superintendent's program at Washington State University. And in the superintendent's program, as going through that program for two years, um, there was a lot of discussion about uh, doing the EDD program, at which time I just kept rolling. Uh, so that's kind of how that worked out for me. It was just sort of, I started one thing and then just kept moving forward with it. Now, I, I'm surprised when you talk about all this experience. I mean, you don't look as, as old as I guess you are. I, I, mean, I guess you're maybe in your 50s or something. So is it good genetics? Is it, uh, are you eating your vegetables or what? Well, thank you. Uh, no, so I'm, I am turning 50 this year. Which is all good. With age also comes some wisdom, and I hope to get more of that. That's <laughs> uh, what I'm looking for. You've been in it long enough that you've seen um, education, many of the things that, that always stay the same, and, and yet many things that change. Complexities have certainly been added with, with the Internet and all, all kinds of things like that. But what are some of the current challenges facing K-12 through um, that you feel are the most dominant, that, that are most prevalent, and um, how do you think that the Ed Leadership Program might help you to to take those head on? All right. And I know you can only really speak to your own school district uh, in a lot of regards. Yeah, and that's a really loaded question you asked. That would probably be an eight-hour discussion, if not more, 
uh, to talk about what the, the biggest and most important things in education are. So I want to go back to kind of some very basic principles. Uh, one of the things we, uh, what I love about public education is we take all kids, um, we invite them into the educational process, and that's what public education is yeah. about. So in doing that, when we first invite students into our system, it doesn't matter where you are, public education to educate all kids, is that you're in this, uh, what I call a teeter-totter, um, where you're trying to build good relationships with kids at the same time you're trying to get good results with kids. Okay? And so when I talk about that teeter-totter, when you are in an educational environment, you walk in, you can see instructors with great rapport with kids. Okay? Just they ooze with rapport, and kids enjoy being here, and they love it. And that's part of the art of developing that. At the same time, the substance behind that is the results they're getting with uh, what's required kids to learn at every grade level or class structures, syllabuses, whatever you want to talk about. Um, one thing uh, that's happened in education over time is what's required by the state for us to do changes. And so those sort of change over time. However, the part about building a relationship with kids and meeting their needs as a classroom teacher is that stays always somewhere. So there's this one changing element of what's required at grade levels, what the testing is, and what is the results we're looking for is constantly changing. On the other end is about how we become better with kids and reaching them and getting them involved in their education is somewhat similar. And so the art of teaching is always working. The constant change is whatever the legislature is putting in front of us that we need to cover in public ed. And then the balancing act in the classroom is between that results and that relationship. And I'm going back to what I said there. So I, I think that what um, your, the question is, how I would answer this, is I think the art of reaching all kids, all kids in the classroom with their various needs is probably one of the most difficult things in education. Um, our kids, what we have to understand is they, they're unique individuals, each one of them that come into the classroom. And it's not like um, any sort of business model where you know this is your raw material you're working with is similar. It's all very different, which is that customization that happens in the classroom to make sure that every kid's involved in learning, I think is the hardest part um, in education. And I don't care what grade you're in from kindergarten, preschool, all the way up to 12th grade. And so I think those are the hardest things is teachers always fine-tuning their craft to reach all students. Um, and there's always some student that seems to come in to your classroom who you really have to push yourself as an instructor to reach them, um, to find a way to, to um, hook them into what they're learning. I mean, some kids get hooked in, I find, in very basic terms, by the content itself. They love science. So the science draws them in. You build a relationship around the science. Other times, it's a relationship you have with the child that matters the most, and then you draw the science into that because of the relationship. And really good instructors have this great balancing act at the most basic level um, of being able to do that really, really well. Um, so I guess saying all that, um, I go back to with all the pressing things that go on in education, um, one of the, uh, the biggest problems we have, of course, is uh, funding. Um, like any entity that, is, you know, public dollars come in to get uh, money to create programs that, so we can reach all students fairly well. So I guess that's a, a big issue out there. Um, it has been for a long time. 
Um, however, what I think schools do well with that is they do the best they can with what they're given to maximize that for students. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. So you did. It, it was a loaded question. I appreciate you uh, doing that. It didn't take you eight hours either, so that was impressive. Um, just for the listener, like I, I just want to point out, though, when you talk about kids and, and learning, you have a smile on your face, <laughs> and they, that doesn't necessarily. Sometimes you can hear that in the voice, but but you don't always see that. And most people, if if they were talking about unfunded uh, legislation, uh, I think it would be a little more of a bitter conversation. And so. Uh, so thank you for that. I think that's that's important. You may have actually answered some of this in some of your answers, but what are some of the things that you're passionate about, I guess, moving forward? As I'm talking with you, I'm trying to think, I like it all. Um, and I really mean I like it all. I am very fortunate to work in the Mead School District, um, to have the opportunities that I have, uh, to work with fabulous administrators, um, across the board from building levels to working with teachers to working with the curriculum department, um, special education, all the different departments, business, finance, I mean, everybody. What I really like about education is I get to work with really good people. For some reason in education, really good people are drawn to that. And so I get to work around um, really good people. And so my passion is that I think in there is comes from I have this great support structure of all these people in the Mead School District. And then what I have to talk about in this entire interview is I'm really representing myself, right, not representing the Mead School District. I just work there, or I get fortunate enough to work there. Um, but my passion really comes down to watching kids. It's the same thing as when I was in the classroom, is that you see their eyes light up when they're learning something. Uh, and so if we can create environments where kids are learning, that's the passion. That's worth all the work and the effort. And to watch kids, like, I'll give you a great example. My favorite part of, as I look back on part of my career, has always been watching kids get off the bus in the morning. The kids, when you watch them get off the bus in the morning at the school, they're laughing, they're enjoying each other, they're smiling, and they walk right into the building because they want to be there. They aren't dawdling outside. They, they just want to be there, and they are just sponges to learn all these great things that people have spent hours and hours putting together for that event, for that day. All those teachers put together to make that work. And I guess I'm passionate about the whole system. I like that the bus driver greets them in the morning and that the parents support their kids by telling them how important school is and the kid gets on the bus and greeted by the bus driver and they get to sit with their friends and they come to school and then they come to school and sit in the classroom and they get to work in small groups or individually and they get to have these really great instructional things and at the end of the day they go home still smiling. Um, I think what I'm passionate about is that kids enjoy school. And, and they're learning things new, and they're excited about that. I, I know it's not quite the answer you're looking for, um, probably to be more succinct about. I just think it's a bigger picture view. I think it's exactly what I was looking for. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you just a little bit about you. Sure. Um, I know I mentioned all the work that you're doing, but you certainly have some amount of free time. What do you like to do in your free time? And uh, you know, tell me about yourself, about your family, if you have one, or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been married to 25 years to a wonderful lady, um, and uh, and I have two boys. One's 20, and one turns 18 this month. Please don't tell me they're huskies. <laughs> they're they are not huskies. Um, they're both doing well. They're both uh, finding their way in the world, um, doing different things on their way. So I spend time with my boys. I spend uh, time as a family. They're in my free time, I guess. I enjoy 
my family, and we do all kinds of things as family. Any neat places you, you've gone with them that really stand out? Well, uh, there's been different experiences along the way that I've done with my family, depending on their ages, right? I mean, there's always highlights. Um, we do a lot of boating things, a lot of water things. Um, that's just kind of what our family does. Uh, my kids are very involved with athletics and everything else, and so they're busy with that, and I like attending those. And um, it's a, I, I am very lucky. I, I enjoy my life very much at all aspects. Anything else? Anything else you'd like to add? Well, I think one of the questions that was asked is that through the EDD program is, what do I see um, the benefits uh, of going through such a program? What I found is going through the EDD program is the, the value in it really for me personally was the idea of understanding that I could look at research to find answers uh, for questions that I had. Um, and doing that, it taught me that I can just research quite a bit, pull a bunch of information, know how to read that information, look for the key points in that, and then can learn from that to add to my knowledge base, which <laughs> a little bit of knowledge can be a scary thing. However, I feel when I left that program is I have a better understanding of how about to go do that, which I think helps me in my daily work. The other part about it I found that I helped from the ED program is the process I went through about learning how to take like a state law requirement, and then working through a, a process with administrators to find a solution for that new requirement, um, I think has helped our, our system as a whole also. So I think both of those things I benefited from. As long, and I would also add to it is, I have great relationships with the professors um, through Washington State University, and I think that's a benefit too. All right, Jared Hoadley, Executive Director of Student Services at the Mead School District, lifelong educator, and uh, all with a smile. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. You've been listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University. Mm-hmm.